that. Welcome back to Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the best from the world of CrossFit. Podcasts, news, special interest, health, fitness. If you like what you hear, hit that subscribe button. Hit the notifier so you're the first to know when we have new episodes. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Clydesdale Media Podcast. This is our 2023 uh, athlete focus for the season. And I have with me uh, last year semifinalist, Matt Poulin. Matt, what's going on, man? Not much, Scott. Um, how you doing? How? Oh. <clears throat> uh, we are hanging in there, but it, this is not yeah. about me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this no, is about no, no. Let's, let's flip <laughs> this around. This is going to be your story of the 2023 CrossFit season. Uh, I, I did 23.1. I did way better than I thought I was going to do. There you so go. I'm super you stoked go. and uh, ready to move on. Yeah, right, ready to move on. On to the next. <clears throat> So well, uh, the first thing, yes, the first thing I have to ask you, right, is I get to Wadapalooza, and I'm looking for you on the floor, and I don't recognize you because last we spoke, you had very short hair. Yeah, clean cut, um, or your corporate type of hairstyle. You know, a nice little taper on the sides, clean and cut, and it is the exact opposite of that i would say now so just uh letting it go have you gotten rid of the corporate job or uh just doing it to like to you make it uh, so far a little bit of i guess i i get the opportunity now in my rebelling kind of state uh so yeah stepped down from my role at ups and so i don't know with that was kind of the freedom now to um i don't do the things i wasn't able to do when i was in there managing and, and all that. So, you know, I think it's that it's similar, you know, to the kids go to private schools growing up and they have to have a certain haircut and then they get into college and then they just go crazy with it. So, um, that's where we're at. That's where we're at. It's, uh, I, I can totally relate when I, when I decided at the West coast, um, classic in 2021 Mm -hmm. that I was going a hundred percent all in on this podcast media company, uh, I got my ears pierced and I have a faux hawk. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Hey, and then I was finally, no, it's nice to finally I'm... get to, sorry, <laughs> keep going now, but just to, you know, I don't know, express more of ourselves not, and kind of like, this is who kind of we are. So a lot of freedom yeah, this in is who I was supposed to be 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, somehow I ended up with an MBA and ended up in the corporate world and you did as well. Uh, yep. We share that in common, and yep. now we are uh, now we're here. Uh, yeah, Wad Zombie. No, I did not have dreadlocks, uh, but that would maybe that's cool. next. I'm like debating whether what I want to do. So, like, it's very long, but it's very curly, so it doesn't look as long as it is. But ideally, I'd want to get it all in a bun. Um, but my sides are still a little too short, so now it's just kind of afroy. But it still it still works. Maybe I'll braid it one day. I did that a while ago, a long time ago. I did little dreadlocks on the top. Um, there you go. So uh, our friend Corey, uh, listener of the show, member of the channel, 
Uh, he was at the Southland Com- mm. Competitors Camp a few weeks yeah, ago. Sir. Said he met you there. Yes, sir. Yeah, that was a great weekend. Yep. Remember talking core? We uh, we chatted a little bit throughout the weekend. I think a few times was more when we we're on the floor, kind of crawling, crawling around, trying to get some air back into us. But uh, that's always, you know, that's where you get to bond when you guys are all in the trenches a little bit. So that was a that was a fun weekend. Definitely really enjoyed that. Yeah. So Corey, if if I'm able yeah. to quit my job completely to do this media thing. I will grow my hair out and do the cornrows. Mm. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. You're here first. Um, and that, Corey, uh, there was a lot of crawling at the camp. Yeah, I would say so. Definitely that first night was pretty brutal. Um, and the second day. Yeah. And the third day. So yeah, <laughs> every day was a lot of crawling but it was it was super fun it was fun to be around some good uh some old friends um like i'm kind of up here in oklahoma city i'm kind of by myself um a little bit so it kind of gets lonely so um obviously not being in the office anymore i get to have a little freedom to travel um so i kind of just hit up uh brandon who's throwing it on at his gym down there like a week ago i'm like hey you got any extra room for me he's like yeah sure come on down and so um, yeah, took a nice little trip to Louisiana. First time there. It's pretty cool. I like, I definitely, uh, I enjoyed that type of, uh, I don't know. I like the space, the, um, the forest. I wanted to, eventually I want to go gator hunting. I've been telling Brandon, we're going to get something together, together to make that happen. I want to give myself a nice gator, get some tail meat, get on the barbecue. <clears throat> but, uh, I don't know if uh, where are you where are you at Scott where are you located I don't know if uh, Col- have... Columbus Ohio yeah you probably don't have gators I'm assuming I I did live four years in Tallahassee Florida okay so I am very familiar with the gator I love yeah. the taste of the tail yes yeah. yeah so you got you got uh, some taste of, I haven't ever tried it but just uh, I'm not kind of an outdoorsman uh, I like hunting I like hunting and all that so that was kind of a thing that just seemed would seem really cool to to hunt kind of harvest. So I like, I like food. So I like gator Same. tail. Um, uh, I, and, and this is weird. I, I was in Savannah for work, Savannah, Georgia, and they made gator gumbo. And it mm, was, yeah, it was so pretty good. good. I ate it every single day. I was in Savannah. Hey, when in Rome, when in Rome. Yeah. So now I'm hungry. Um, but yeah. Travis, just so you know, I'm the boss of my body. My co-host can't tell me what to do. Mm, exactly. No. And a good co-host would be supportive in that anyway. So we might have to right. reevaluate some of our core, core values there. They do not let, approve of the cornrows. So what, what's really odd to me is you were in this camp in Louisiana and one of our other athletes were focused, we're featuring for the season. Rudy Berger was there. Okay. And, yeah. and then one of our listeners, Corey, was there. It's like such a small little CrossFit world it is, it that is, we do yeah. this project and three people are involved in the same camp. But what's funny is I didn't realize how many like legit, pretty good athletes, high-level athletes are down in Louisiana and they're all within like an hour of each other. Because I showed up to today and I'm like, oh, I know you. You're good. Oh, you're really good too. Oh, you're good. And you guys live a few exits from each other. Um, like Louisiana's got some, they got some talent. 
down there. So that was kind of funny. It's kind of funny. Yeah, Rudy actually lives here by me. He got invited. Oh, he took a trip. Yeah. Yeah, so he won. He won the games in the forty to forty-four year old division last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, yeah. got the got an invite to come down. So I've been doing his his show like documentary style because he lives literally across mm-hmm. the river from me. Really, that's cool. That's, um, um, yeah, that was that was that was nice. That was cool having him there, getting his perspective on things. Um, obviously, making that whole journey from all the way to the top. So, yeah, he he said the coolest part of it was that he realized he wasn't alone, right? When you train alone all the time and just like you do that getting into this camp, he realized they do the same stuff I do. Like I don't, I'm not mm-hmm. in this alone anymore. And it, that was a good feeling for him to get. Yeah. I feel <clears throat> like I've always trained on my own for since my CrossFit journey, except for a little small stint where me and, and lucky, we, we trained together for the West coast classic. Um, and I used to, it's nice though, to still have people by you. Um, I personally have found this year to be a little more difficult trying to go into the gym by yourself and just pushing the levels that you need to. Um, it just, and I feel like, yeah, it just kind of takes a toll on you. You've been doing it for three, four years four year plus. So I'm trying to kind of balance, you know, um, obviously what's realistic when it comes to what you're able to do. I can't like to travel and go everywhere all the time, but also trying to surround yourself with some, some good level competitors where you can get, you kids can push each other when you, when you need to. Cause you see that is a common thing we're kind of seeing nowadays. Like we're not seeing the straight up camp camps that we were a few years ago. And, and maybe we kind of are, but I don't know. It seems that you're looking at a lot of people who are just surrounded by really good people and get to train together. And I think there's definitely value in that. Um, are, are you still with brute? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Sir. And you still with L? Yes. Yep. Still with okay. L. Um, which yeah, he was, I was right by his house when I went down to Louisiana. He lives down there. So did so. you get an opportunity <clears throat> to hang out with him for a little bit and get, get, I some... did it uh, though. No, I did not just, this year being a part of the camp uh, doing the camp and also kind of being a part of it uh, I just didn't really get too much free time plus although I did just get my MBA I am going back to school again so um, on top of I just keep torturing myself just keep going back for more and so when I'm not doing gym or um, programming or coaching I am schooling still you're you're nuts, man. I am never ever going back to school. I I feel that way right now. But I'm always obviously if you start something you gotta finish it and uh yeah, but nonetheless. So we didn't even talk to really about CrossFit too much. We're talking about everything else. No, and we're we're not gonna for a second because I want to really talk because I, I consider you an elite athlete. So the open is just a gateway to get to the next section. And we'll talk about the workout a little bit, but I want to, I want to talk about your off season more. Um, last time we talked, you have one of the most supportive wives in the business. Um, so where is she when workouts go on? Is she there as your cheerleader? Is she there as your media team? Is she there? What, what role does she play? What is she? Um, so, I would say she she's uh, 
whether it's CrossFit or not, she's always like my safe space. So I know when I see her and around her, like I have a safe person or the safest person who loves me the most. And that's just very comforting. So ideally when it's the safe, it was Wadapalooza um, or just any in-person comp, she always does her best to try to get in a spot to where I could probably find her if I need to. And that's kind of, I guess lately it's been one of my routines is I'll, as I come onto the floor, I just will look around. I'll just try to find her just to, I don't know, it just kind of helps settle me down a little bit. Um, she, she used to be big, not big. She used to do more roles like the, on the media side, more like recording it for our friends and families, but that's just become really stressful for her and rightfully so. Like it's, I want her to, like it's already stressful enough when we compete anyways for everybody. So I don't want to add more to it. So if she can't do a Facebook live video of it, then that's totally okay. And um, other people can't get mad at her for that. So, but lately she's just kind of my, I don't know. She's my safe spot. She's kind of like a place where kind of the nerves can go away. Just knowing that she's there. You're, you're pounding one of my drums, right? Here's the solution. Every competition put something magnetic behind every lane that an athlete can take their phone they can go Facebook live, Instagram live, whatever, um, or just hit record. And then they have a copy of themselves in their lane, the entire Mm. workout to use at their disposal at the completion of the event. Interesting. Then you don't have people rail sitting, blocking everybody's view, trying to get that video out for everyone. And I think that's still going to, I think that's still definitely going to happen, but probably less so. I know. Uh, my wife and friends were telling me stories of, I know my, what Miami is always crazy anyways, but yeah. Um, it, in but I will fans, say this, can... I w- I think that the officials would feel would e- it would be easier for them to say, get mm. off the rail because they know that you, the athlete are already recording this. Yeah. Definitely. So Definitely. how do you feelings. think, do you think, athletes would actually would take advantage of that. You're going to get just one more thing that it might be like they so, add onto their plate. That might not be a necessity. I was talking to Carolyn Prevo. She did it at Wadapalooza without anybody knowing. Um, so yeah, I think people would do it. I think yeah. it's easy to go out and hit record on your phone and walk away. And then you True. can post it up as an Instagram live or whatever yeah. after the fact, yeah. when you yeah, have funny. like more downtime to kind of think about it. Um, like, I don't think me personally, when I was like swimming in college, would I try to do IG live right before I was trying to get up yeah. on the yeah, starting no, block, yeah. but yeah. slap a phone up and hit the record button. That's, so you got that's it. two seconds. You can use it however you'd like. Yeah. True. 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 Yeah. Um, or if you're a really good competition, just put 10 GoPros behind every lane and every yeah. athlete gets a copy them. from yeah, that GoPro every time. Yeah, honestly, I feel like that's not too obviously budget wise. I don't know sure. Obviously, I know it's expensive to run those things, but something like that, where you got ten lanes, you just need ten individual cameras that aren't. Yeah, that are just yeah, like kind of there GoPro. For... GoPros are fairly cheap. Yeah, yeah, something. Yeah, just slap mm-hmm. it up, and they're indestructible, <clears throat> right? So if yeah. someone runs into one or until, whatever, until we're dropping, you're not smashing it. 315 pounds on it <laughs> on a clean and jerk that might that might smash it but but true yeah that's a good idea honestly so so last year you finished yeah. second in the open yes 
uh, behind Saxon Pancheck. We're coming yeah. to the season. I know, I know that you've been fighting a shoulder injury for some time. So yeah. you get to uh, semis, and it didn't go as planned. And what was what was the cause behind that, in your opinion? Okay, so going back to semis, going to why we didn't punch the ticket. Um, yeah, I've thought a lot about it on that. I think, obviously, it's always 2020, um, and it's what it could have, should have. But funny thing is, I didn't necessarily have a shoulder issue on that weekend. What happened was, like, a week before, uh, or, yeah, a week and a half, I just woke up out of one day, and my, like, left, like, hip in, was just, it was the crazy thing. It was on fire. It just hurt so bad. I, just, I went from sleeping. I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, okay, I'll move around. It'll be fine. Um, long story short, as I, as we closer to the, uh, to semis, it's just, it's not, it's really weak. My hip is weak and specifically on say, if I got to stabilize it. So obviously the first work I had was the complex ending with the jerk. And so I found in training that I, I can't, I'm not, I'm missing my jerks, but it's not from my shoulder, my overhead. It's from, I can't stabilize my back leg, my hips so weak for whatever reason, I can't stabilize it. So long story short, I think I miss my third attempt on that complex, which was nothing crazy, but obviously hitting it would have bumped me up enough points um, to where I'd be in the, I was, I would have been in the final heat for the second day because I was in the second heat on the second day. And just with that naturally, you know, comes the, a, 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 a just rising up to the occasion, right? Um, yeah. High tide raises all ships. And so I, I think it's a whole different weekend if for some, like, I'm not, I, it is what it is, but just, it was a random thing. My hips gave out to where I missed my jerk on the stage again, just cause I couldn't stabilize it enough uh, when I needed it to. And with that just didn't get, you know, probably five or six more spots, which gave me the points to move into that last heat for the rest of the weekend. And so who knows, um, who knows when, when, when that comes like that throughout the weekend, I could be stacking up more points, getting higher finishes, but it's one of those things where um, like, obviously you need to, you need to find a way, but, but long story short, it wasn't even last year. There was nothing, it wasn't really a shoulder issue. It's always something in the back of my head. I always have to be conscious of it to where I don't injure it when I'm working out, which is frustrating at times, but, um, to answer your story, yeah, I think a missed that last missed clean and jerk on the complex, I think might've, might've written a different story for, for the week. So one of the reasons I bring this up and I don't know how much you listen to the noise around the space, but Brian friend has been quoted as saying that, and he's, nobody does enough as much research on athletes as he does. Yeah. And he has said that you have all the potential to be one of the elite athletes in the sport, but it's got to happen in the next few years. Yeah. So one, do you agree with that assessment? And two, what are you doing to achieve that goal? Mm, that's a good question. You're getting, answering some good questions. Um, <clears throat> well, a, like that's very, I don't know. I'm very honored and humbled to, that, that people have that um, like viewpoint of me, which is really exciting. Um, like not going to lie. A lot of this off season has been kind of tough mentally for me. Um, I just, I just feel like I just 
stacked a lot of zero like losses together like obviously not making it from semis um i tried to qualify for rogue and didn't perform how i needed to um tried to go to dubai and just wasn't feeling it and then um and then went to wadapalooza and just was trash all week um and so, so it's it's been tough of a, mentally trying to maybe get to that get to that spot where i've probably been in the past or where you need to be to be in the elite um and i've been working on it i've been going seeing um a, a sports therapist trying to help me out with that because it's very important especially since we changed our whole lives to try to pursue this but long story short um yeah i'll be transparent i think some days i wake up and i feel like yeah that's true like i can be an elite and i can i i'm fit and um and i can do very well and then other days you know a bad combination comes up and i'm like mm, i don't yeah i don't know if that's true and whether that's you know people with that winner mentality on here saying oh you don't have it you don't have it like right there again you already admitted it well yeah sure we all sure like but i don't know i'm not gonna lie i'm not gonna be transparent everybody nobody's always 100 percent all the time no one's always feels like a winner all the time um so so that being said I think the ability's there. Um, I just been me working to get my confidence up on personally, and however that may be, a lot harder said than done though, as I've come to live it the past handful of months. So, so let me rephrase it a little bit in a way um, that I kind of look at it, and that is when we talked the first time, you talked about how in the open. For year, for a couple of years, you were like in that 70th to 80th place in the world. And you were like, hey, man, I'm top 100. But when you actually like broke down the numbers, it, it was a pretty far gap from where you were to where the top 10 were. And you, you said that on our show. We, then you made that jump, right? You went from 70th to second. Proved you had the capacity as CrossFitters, every, even the average everyday guy, right? When I'm, when I'm trying to get my best clean ever, right? I'll hit a spot where like I'm at 275 and I can't get 275 to save my life. And then one day pop, it happens. And then I get 285 and then I get to not, you know what I mean? Like that, that stuff happens in CrossFit every day around the world. And to me, it's almost like, you made that first big PR mm -hmm. and now you're in that spot where you've got to break through that door to, get to, the to make top, it easier top. on yeah. the other side. Hmm. It's a good way of looking at it. Um, yeah. Like, cause we have, I've, I've, yeah, everyone's experienced those where, you know, yeah. Whether it's a specific lift, but obviously in this, it's more magnified to maybe a specific type of, um, just time in your life to where, yeah, you feel pretty plateau-y. Um, and I guess there's two ways to go about it. You can either walk away from that and never know, or maybe just still fighting, fighting through that plateau, staying there. And then maybe one of those days you kind of hit a peak and then you can kind of break through. Um, hmm. Honestly, I like there. No, I appreciate that. Cause that's the way I haven't, I haven't looked, looked at it. So. Cause I like, I've been in your corner this whole year, right? 
following you every step of the way. And I keep telling people like that dam's going to break and then Matt's just going to take off. Mm. Right. There's all this buildup behind the wall and then the dam is going to break and then you're going to, it's just going to come to you. Mm. Um, I, and not to say you're not putting the work in just yeah, saying no, that I, like, that's what happens. And so I really appreciate you believing that in me. Thank you. And so let's, let's talk about this year. You, you started with 23.1 repeat workout. My guess is you probably are too young. You didn't do this before. No, I have not. Yeah. So this was all new to you was not a repeat. Like it was for some of us that just, yeah. So, yeah. so you jump into it. What are, what are your initial thoughts? Where are your strengths? Where are your weaknesses? Where do you have to punch the gas and where do you have to do damage control? Good question. Uh, so I look at that workout, I look at that workout and I like, it's a chipper. Um, I'm good at chippers. Um, I enjoy chippers. And so it's one of those things where, okay, like this is a good one for me. Um, nothing obviously on it screams like, Oh, I got to worry here. Um, if anything, I think, so I watched the live announcement go and I saw the guys do it and I saw how they kind of break up their muscle ups into like four, three or four or five sets. And I was kind of surprised by that. Cause I'm like looking at the workout and I'm like, okay, like none of these are entirely too much. Like before you get to the muscle ups. So in my head, I'm thinking, I want to bust this out. I'll, I'll probably do this. I want to do this in two sets. Like let's get through these muscle ups and then let's get back to the row. Um, obviously found out through just gradually moving through the workout that, okay, my, yeah, your, those toes of bars kind of tax you a little more than you think. Um, and obviously not like the toes of bars are difficult, but, um, I just realized when I got to the muscle ups and like whether it's the toes you're pulling, you're extending with the wall balls, and then you're trying what, what I told myself personally, the best is I'm trying my best to not arm bar early arm bar these cleans. Like I'm the whole time telling myself straight arms, like straight arms, like you got to focus on not pulling more than you need to. Um, but then again, you just get to the muscle ups and I think it's just all that, those lat pulling movements just kind of um, stack up a little, or they kind of add up a little more, they compound a bit. And so that being said, I had to do it in four, I believe four sets. Um, but knowing that you just had to be quick on your breaks. I think that was the biggest thing on the muscle ups. Um, I don't think I rode hard enough either. Uh, looking back, I think I would have rode harder. Um, that probably would have gave, I probably would have rode 20 to 30 seconds faster. Um, and, you know, obviously you might not sit, keep all that throughout the workout, but I felt pretty confident I could probably keep most of that. So with that, I could probably bang out, you know, another 10 plus toes to bar at the end. Um, I didn't think I chose the right bar either. Um, I didn't do, I did. Obviously, the gym I did it at, I, I go to, but I haven't been there in a while, and I haven't been on that bar in a while, so um, it was a little bit shorter and a little bit slippier than I'd like it to be. Um, so I think that kind of played in a little bit, but uh, I think it's, you got to go at a smooth but slightly uncomfortable pace, um, I would say. So with that being said, you you finished tenth in the West. Oh, okay. So, I didn't even, I didn't look. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, when I looked right before we went on the air and 
of, of course we know with with validations and reviews and all that stuff that could change between now and the end of the weekend but um right now you sit in 10th that's definitely in the top 10 percent yeah so good 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 so really you're just trying to get through the next door uh to quarters um we actually had a one of the questions came through from our audience member and i think you kind of answered this does he have a mindset coach like Mm. some athletes do and you said you have a sports psychologist. Yeah, uh, and that's as of recently. I think I kind of got to a point where I, like, I consider myself a pretty mentally tough person, but I think I just got to a point where I don't think I could have done this. I couldn't, I couldn't do this on my own if I need to keep going. I need some help. Um, and so that's pretty recent as of maybe the past month and a half, month. Um, so still fresh, fairly new with the person I'm working with. Um, but with that, I've already found some some things to be to be useful. That's great because you actually, right? You're not trying to peak right now. You need to peak at semis so you can punch your ticket to the games, and you still yeah. have some months to kind of get yourself into that. And hopefully, we get to witness that occur as you move through these next few months. Mm. So, yeah. you're happy with with ha- two questions? Are you yeah. happy with how twenty three point one went? Okay. Uh, right now, so I would say I did what I needed. Um, and look, look, I think we talked earlier. I kind of actually, I got to be a little more encouraged of myself because I woke up that morning feeling pretty crummy and sick and I just got over it. I'm working on getting over it now. And so to hit, I guess, 10th in the West on an open workout while being sick, um, and not having everything kind of line up is still something I guess to hang your hat on. And so, um, yeah, so I say I'm proud of, of it. I think I could definitely do better on it. A little more game planning, um, obviously feeling more like a hundred percent could probably bust to that two, I'm thinking 290, 300 range for sure. Rep wise. But at this point of the season, you're just training, right? You're not trying to, yeah. peak. you're not trying no, to, no, no. you're, but it shows you that if you finish 10th in the West, the capacity's there. You've proven to yourself that when you need it, you have the capacity to kill an open workout. Yeah. You know, definitely. I, I yeah, I'm aware of that. Like it's obviously the, with off season four, working on all the things I'm not great at that I'm still need to improve on. Um, and so that's where the, a lot of the focus has been um, in the off season, getting a little more powerful, getting a little more stronger. Um, so Elise jumps stuff. in with another one. Um, and does does he think he peaked mm. too early last year? That's a good question. Um, like I said, I'll be pretty, pretty transparent. I think last year, whether it was intentional, or I'm assuming it wasn't intentional. If it was intentionally, I would have peaked at semis. But I knew about, it was about a week and a half, two weeks before semis where I kind of hit up like L1 and one day and I just kind of, I just asked him like, Hey, is it normal for me just to feel run down right now? Or like just burn? Like I just, I got pushing so hard building up to it. And that I just kind of got, I don't think burnout is the word, but in maybe like a mini burnout to where like I was a, few, a week and a half out and I'm like, Hey, I'm like, I'm kind of exhausted and tired. And like, I don't know if I want to keep going like right in your head, you're telling yourself that. And so whether that was maybe me, 
peaking a little bit sooner or not, or maybe not saving enough of the, maybe like the men- the mental push and the drive that I needed to. Um, I don't know. I still think I performed, I performed well, what I need to do in the workouts I needed to at semis. Um, and there are still some good highlights there, but that, that did happen last year. Like I said, I got, I was kind of tired going into semis. Um, which is not obviously ideal. I think, I think this is a great place to stop because, and this is where I have to be better is we're going to be together all season long. So I don't have to get all the answers done in week one. Um, next week I want to put, I want to pick up with that, like feeling tired and what you're doing about nutrition, uh, currently, uh, with, with your season. And that's where we'll pick off, pick up in week two. Uh, and we'll go over 23.2 and I want to thank everybody for jumping in huge shout out to Corey, uh, to Bruce, to Amy, uh, and Patrick for joining the channel yesterday. We so much appreciate that. Thank you guys. We'll see you next time on the Clydesdale media 2023 athlete focus on the season. (laughs) 